many years ago, right after I started my business. So I started my business about eight years ago. So this was probably about seven. I attended a really large conference in Orlando. It was one of the first conferences I had really heavily invested in to go to for my business. And I was really excited. It was, I remember it was in one of those really huge hotels where it takes, I don't know, half a day. I exaggerate. But it felt like half a day to walk from one ballroom to the other ballroom. And that's because there were thousands and thousands of attendees at this conference. I mean, the networking potential at this event was enormous. And I was really excited. And I was walking around and I was reading my schedule. I don't know. This is like a day into the conference, I guess. And I saw this woman and she was sitting in the corner and she was looking sad. And I went up to her. I remember going up to her, introducing myself. And I said, you know, I can't help but notice you seem kind of down. Is everything okay? She looked up at me and with no hesitation, she said, I hate this. I hate networking. I hate being around all these people, but really I hate networking. It feels so exhausting. And honestly, I just feel gross. Like I'm just pushing myself on people over and over. I just keep introducing myself, saying the same thing, saying the same pitch time and time and time again. And I'm not making any connections. I came here to connect with people and I'm talking to a lot of people, but everyone's just talking about themselves and I'm just talking about myself and the whole thing just feels kind of, and I'm not getting any results from it anyway. And I just, I think I'm tired, I'm frustrated and I'm over it. Maybe that's exactly how you feel. Or maybe you felt like that in the past. In fact, I've talked to a few of you who have said, Rita, I just kind of gave up on the whole networking thing. Like I really stopped networking back when the world kind of shut down and we were all told to stay in our homes. And then it just became less and less. And I really haven't gotten back into it. And I don't really feel like getting back into it. And the thought of getting back into it feels overwhelming because it wasn't working before. So I'm not sure how it'll work now. I mean, do you feel like that? Do you feel like you have or you are networking like all the time? You wonder to yourself, how? How are people having success and why are people still doing it? Obviously, people must be doing it and getting a result because if everybody was having a bad result the way that I was having a bad result, they wouldn't keep doing it, right? So today we're going to talk about networking. We're going to talk about the truth about networking. We're going to talk about how I approach networking. We're going to talk about how I tell my clients to approach networking so that you can really get in front of the right people whenever you go to do this, because I want you to avoid the frustration. Now, I will say this. It doesn't work. Networking doesn't work when you're doing it in the wrong places, when you're talking to the wrong people, and when you're talking about the wrong things. Just like everything else in your business, you have to be strategic about networking. So then where are the right places? Where are those right people? And what on earth do I say to them when I'm in front of them so that they realize that I can help them? I can help solve their challenges. I can give them these results. And so they're excited about working with me. Well, that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Have you heard people say that it's a numbers game? I mean, I heard that all the time when I was a dating coach, but but it's just a numbers game. You'll find your love. You just have to go on tons and tons of dates. And I hear that from entrepreneurs advising other entrepreneurs about getting clients all the time. It's just a numbers game. Just have a ton of sales calls and eventually you'll get a client. Just go networking a ton of places and eventually you'll find someone who is ready to get on a sales call with you. And I watch, I watch as all of these entrepreneurs attend networking event after networking event and they work the room and they make sure to talk with and to pass their business cards out to all of the attendees. I mean, I was at two events just recently where just in the middle of conversation, people just started pulling out their business cards and just started plopping them down in front of people and saying, here's my business card. Here's my business card. I also, in addition to seeing them go to all of these events and watching as they work the room and hand out these business cards, 
through working with my clients and through the, you know, the people who attend my talks and the information that they share with me, I read all the follow-up emails that they send. I mean, I read the emails that are sent to me, guys. All of these emails that just sound as if they were cut and pasted and sent to everyone. And it goes something usually like, you know, hey, Rita, it was really nice to meet you at such and such an event. Let's have coffee. Let's have coffee and see how we can help each other. Let's see how we can help each other's business grow. It always has to do with like, let's get together for some coffee. I mean, I love coffee, guys. But I mean, when I have 40 emails in my account from one networking event with people asking me to get together for coffee, anyway, that's how the emails go. Let's be honest, more often than not, the quote unquote, let's have coffee and see how we can help each other's business is code for, I can't wait to tell you all about me. I can't wait to tell you all about my business and see if you're going to be a client for my business. And so I hear all of these people who are doing all of this, right? Going to all of these events, working the room, passing out their card, sending all of these follow-up messages. They're just expressing all of their frustration that quote unquote, yet another networking event resulted in zero clients. And then they go off to another networking event feeling just like that. And the cycle repeats itself. So guys, it is not a numbers game. It's not a numbers game in dating. And it's not a numbers game when it comes to getting clients for your business and using networking as a way to make that happen. It is not a quantity situation. It is about the quality, the quality of how you are showing up in these places and spaces, the quality of your participation in these networking events, the type of people you're connecting with and the way that you're connecting with other people. So for this episode, and hopefully after this episode, but definitely for this episode, I want you to stop thinking of it as networking. I want you to stop thinking of it as going out to find a client, and I want you to stop thinking about it as going out to make sales and get sales. And I do want you to start thinking of it as relationship building. I want you to think about this as giving value to other people, and I want you to think about it from a place of serving. So we're going to talk about how you do that. And why this matters, because here, when I tell people, like, I'm like whispering, like nobody can hear me. Guys, here's what I hear when I say, yeah, but Rita, if I wasn't going to get a client, if I wasn't going to get any business, I'm not going to go out and spend that time networking because I need clients and I need business. So if you're telling me that I'm going out networking and I'm not getting potential business, then I'm not in. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. I don't understand why we're even talking about this. Guys, the byproduct of all of this, the new way of thinking, the new perspective around networking is that you will, you will build your business. You will get clients. You will get sales. You will make money, but not if you approach it in the way that I said, not if you have that original way of coming at networking, because it's never, let me tell you what it's not, because in that mindset, here's the problem that you're trying to solve and it's the wrong problem. I don't know if you've heard that before, but we're often trying to solve the wrong problems in our business. So When you come at networking from, I'm trying to find a potential client, I'm not getting clients, I'm trying to get sales, I'm not getting sales, I'm trying to get referrals, it's not resulting in referrals. The problem that you think you have is that you're not finding the right people. And so the problem you're trying to solve is, well, where are the right people? I just need to go to the right places and spaces where the right people are. And once I find the right people, then all of this will start flowing. And as you keep going out and not finding the right people, you think, well, maybe the right people just aren't in my city. (laughs) Maybe the right people just aren't where I live. Maybe the right people just aren't dot, dot, dot. Guys, it's never a problem with finding the quote unquote right people or the magic place where all of the quote unquote right people just happen to all be hanging out together. But it is usually a clarity problem. It's a problem with who your business is really for and what you're really doing in your business. It is usually a strategy problem. It is how you're thinking about where you should go and then how you're showing up in those spaces based off that thought. It is usually a connection problem that you're not going to these places and showing up in a way that is truly allowing people to connect with you on the level that you need to move your business forward. And it's usually a stopping problem. The thing it usually never is, is a people problem. It's not that, oh, I just happen to be in a room without any of the right people, or I happen to be in a space without any of the right people for any of this to result. Clarity, strategy, connection, stopping, those are the problems. So we need to shift the focus. We need to shift the focus from finding different people to you being a different person when you show up at these networking events. 
Someone told me the other day that I've just been real lucky. I've been real lucky since I moved to Savannah. If you listened to last week's episode, you hear how I got my first speaking engagement in Savannah, living here for less than two months, but I've also gotten my first client here. I don't know if you guys listened to last week's episode, but I shared how I got a speaking engagement and someone was saying, well, you're sure lucky. And that's why I recorded that episode. Luck had nothing to do with it. And I heard the same thing when I shared, when someone said, well, have you gotten business in Savannah? And I signed on my first client who was from Savannah within that same time frame, within about two months, it might've been within three, but I met them at the same time. That was the first person from Savannah that I signed on as a client. And someone said, God, you're so lucky. You just get so, again, that had nothing to do with luck. What that had to do with is effective and efficient networking. It's also why in just the six months that I've really been here in Savannah, maybe a little long, if you're like, "Uh uh-uh, Rita, you've been there eight months. Yes, but for about two months, I actually wasn't here. I kept traveling back to Washington, D.C. for about two months out of the eight months that I've been here. So I'm saying in six months, in the six months that I've been present and here in Savannah, not only did I sign on that client, I actually signed on two other clients for other programs also from Savannah, but I've gotten numerous referrals for speaking engagements and for sales calls. And I was just asked to be part of what I'm going to call a powerhouse networking circle, a powerhouse networking group. And all of that has come not from luck and not from randomness. And I heard somebody say, well, out of the blue, not from any of that. It all came from being strategic about the places where I was showing up and how I was showing up. And so that's what I want to talk about. It wasn't, oh, I just keep randomly going out, hoping that I find the right people for these things. I had to do work. I had to have a strategy. I had to have clarity. There's a lot that I had to have kind of in order before I ever stepped out the door for results. Now, could you just go networking without any of this? A hundred percent. But where will you end up? Probably like what we were just talking about, feeling like you're just going in circles. You're spending a lot of time. You're meeting a lot of people. Not a lot is resulting from it. So we're going to change the perspective. And like I said, it's not about finding different people. It's about you showing up differently when you head out the door to go networking. So what does all of that look like? Well, I will tell you, we are going to go way deep into this, guys, by the way, on February 20th. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you some stuff now, but just listen to this. There's going to be something on February 28th, and I really hope that you show up. It's around 12 o'clock. It is on February 28th. It is on Zoom. It is free, and it's part of my free three-part series. So my three-part series is called Get Hired by the Right People at the Right Rate, Part one in January was all about getting in front of the right people online. But on February 28th, we're talking about getting in front of the right people in person, networking and speaking and how you do it and all the ways that we're talking about last week and this week. But we're going deeper and being very individual because these aren't masterclasses. These aren't workshops. These aren't trainings. I am facilitating live interactive discussions around these topics. It's going to include learning from the other participants. It's going to include coaching for me. It's going to include a lot of different things, but it's going to be individualized and real to the challenges that you are having when it comes to getting in front of the right people online and especially getting in front of the right people in person. So what you hear about today is just kind of like the overview of what we're really going to dive into. And you can walk away with individual answers, like individual clarity, the steps that you need to really make networking effective for you. So I hope that you'll attend live. You can head to the link in the show notes, find out all about it. Again, completely free. This came up because so many people have been saying, how have you gotten your speaking? How have you gotten your clients? How are you spending your time in Savannah? Why are you choosing to go to these networking groups? And so that's what I'm going to explain for you now. Like I have been to different networking places and spaces, but there are specific reasons that I am showing up in these circles, in these places. So that's what I'm giving you the peek into is the same strategy that I'm about to share with you is a strategy that I use. And again, it's all about you showing up differently instead of constantly looking for different people. So again, join me February 28th so that you can walk away with your individualized kind of, we'll call it a networking plan, networking blueprint, call it whatever you want. You're going to walk away with more clarity and action, but you can still start getting a head start on that from this episode. So if it's not a people problem, if it's not that you're just in front of the wrong people, then what is it? Well, I kicked this off by saying the first thing it usually is, is a clarity problem. A clarity problem around who you are helping 
and what you're actually helping them do. Success in business doesn't come from just having a great product or a great service that performs a function and delivers a result. Success happens when that product or that service really improves and changes someone's life. Towards the beginning of this episode, I said it's not really a you're finding the wrong people problem, but it is usually four problems. And the first problem that we need to solve for is a clarity problem. Because when you're not clear about who you are helping and how you are helping them, you are going to struggle to find them when you go out. If I knew I needed to find the right, I don't know, I'm gonna make, I always make up analogies for things that literally I have no experience in in the world. I don't know how they come to me. But let's say that I was making jewelry and I needed to find a gemstone that would be the exact perfect fit for a design that I'm working on. I could go out, I could go to the gym store, the bead store, the place, I don't know. I could just go out in the world and try to find this gym. But if I don't have an idea of what the right shape is and what the right texture is and what the right color is and the vibe that I'm trying to like ultimately give from the completion of this piece. And again, I don't make jewelry, guys. So just go with me here. But I'm going to struggle to find it. I'm going to struggle to know it when I see it. Well, the same thing is true when we go out networking. If you don't have clarity around who you help and how you help them in a real meaningful way, everything about networking is going to feel like a struggle. You're never going to be 100% certain that you found the right people because you don't even really know who the right people are. But there's also another side to this that isn't true in the analogy I gave you about the necklace. Because in the necklace analogy, I won't know that I found the right piece, but the gym isn't a person. So the gym will never know that I'm the right person for it, right? But when you go out networking, people could, while you might not recognize them, they could self-identify as being right for you. But neither of those things are happening when you don't have the clarity that you really need. So Here's what's not being clear. I help people. I help business owners. I help professional women. I help parents. I help these big, broad categories of people. And then those are usually coupled with really big, broad results. I help parents find health and wellness. I help singles find love. Guys, that was me. That was me as a dating coach when I first started. I've shared that story before. I help singles find love. I help parents find health. I help entrepreneurs. They're so broad. It's so broad. It's going to be very hard for you to know who you've really landed on, who is that right fit client. You could go speak and say, I help entrepreneurs make money and I might book a million sales calls from that. And then I get on the phone and nobody wants to hire me. And what happened was it wasn't the right kind of entrepreneur. It wasn't a person who was ready to invest in the support that I'm giving. It wasn't someone who was really interested in the way that I help people make money. And it's going to feel like I'm just finding all of these wrong fits, but it's not that here's what I want to (laughs) say. Here's what I want to say. It's not, and if you're single guys, it's the same advice. It's not that I was attracting the wrong people. It's that I wasn't attracting the right ones. So in dating, I hear this over and over again. Why do I keep attracting all the wrong people? I keep attracting people who don't want a commitment. I keep attracting people who don't really want to go on dates. They just want to hook up. I keep attracting people who X, Y, Z. It's not that you're attracting the wrong people. It's that you're not attracting the right people. And I think that's the best way that I can summarize what I'm trying to say here. It's not that you're going out networking and then attracting all of the wrong fit people that aren't going to be clients or aren't going to give you referrals. Or It's that you aren't attracting the right ones. And so what happens is all that's left around you are the wrong fit. So all you see is the wrong fit. And all you think the problem is, is that you're not finding the right people. So that clarity becomes very important for you because once you know who the right fit is, we can do all of these other things because the second problem is a strategy. Problem. So again, we're going to go into this in detail on February 28th. I really, really hope you'll show up live on February 28th. But here's an example. I had a client, I've shared this story before. I had a client who used to get up and say, I'm a dentist and I help people with teeth. And then he used to also say, and we also help people without teeth. So I help people with teeth and I help people without teeth to you know, do all kinds of things to their teeth. They can, they can clean their teeth. They can straighten their teeth. They can whiten their teeth. They can do all of these things with their teeth. Well, people sat there and they're like, 
cool, right? But like it was so many people that he was trying to talk to that it felt generic and it didn't really feel like it connected on this level that made people go, oh, that's who I need for my specific problem because he was speaking to so many different problems and so many different people that nobody actually really felt like, oh, that's the person for me. Also, the way that that stops you from getting referrals is that people will know so many people who have teeth or don't have teeth that they can't think of any one person to refer to you. So the more narrow and clear that you really get, the more you'll be able to communicate to a a room full of people or people that you're meeting exactly who you're trying to attract, exactly who you're trying to call in. If I said, I help parents get a new career, great, I might attract a lot of parents who all want a new career, but then when I get them, like I said on the phone, I'm gonna find out, oh, it's not the kind of career I really like helping people get, or oh, they're not at a stage of this where it makes sense for them to work with me, or whatever. But if I really say, you know, I work with mothers who are transitioning back, you can tell I'm making this up as I go, I'm work, I work with mothers who are transitioning back to the workforce after taking time off for maternity leave and raising their kids. I help them find their right career and transition back. Now, the woman who is transitioning back after a maternity leave has way different challenges and issues and thoughts and feelings and things she needs support around than a woman who's never left the workforce, who doesn't have a family, who's never had a break, who's trying to navigate her career. If I go out and say, I help people with careers, or even I help mothers with careers, I'm going to attract all of these people, potentially, and find that they're not really the right fit. Or no one. I'm going to attract no one because somebody will hear me say, oh, I help people get careers and I help women find their career. But they're sitting there going, yeah, but that, my problem is like, how do I get over the guilt of leaving my child to go to work? So I need to solve that problem first. And we're, we're going to talk about that. But I just wanted to give you an example. In February 28th's call, we're going to go really deep in getting this clarity for you. But this is the first mistake that I see people make is that they don't have the clarity on who they help or what they help them with. And so they can't communicate that in clear and effective examples and language whenever they're out. So people feel like, oh, that's great. What you do is great. But they never feel that connection to really find out more and go deeper. And then what that does when you don't have that clarity you don't really have a strategy. So like going back to that necklace example, if I was just like, I need any gym in the world. (laughs) I need any gym in the world to complete this necklace, right? Like I'm not really gonna have a strategy about where I'm going to find that gym. There are gonna be so many places I can go, so many things I can look at. It's gonna be the least effective strategy that will take the longest time and probably produce zero results until miraculously one day I find the right gym to complete my necklace if I ever find it. And then it's just going to feel like luck, like, oh, I'm so lucky. I just found this gem, right? Well, you need a strategy for this to work, but your strategy can't work. In fact, you will have zero strategy if you have zero clarity. So let me like continue that example. If all of a sudden my dentist, who I was sharing with you, he changed his eventually when we did a lot of work to identify who his right client, his right audience really was, he realized that it was brides-to-be who were about to get married in the next six months and they wanted to whiten or brighten or correct their smile because they were going to pay thousands of dollars for videos and photos and they were going to see family and friends for the first time and it was a day that they wanted to feel beautiful and they were just ready. They were just ready to take care of that and to do that. So when he had that clarity and we got to the strategy piece of, well, where do you go to connect with brides-to-be who are getting married in the next six months, it became so much easier. Oh, they're going to be at wedding shows. I should have a vendor table at a wedding event. I should be a speaker at a wedding event. Oh, they're also going to meet with all of these other wedding professionals, so maybe I should network with other wedding professionals. It just became much easier to figure out where to find them. When I went from singles to single women, to single women who were dating again for the first time since a divorce, it became much easier to start finding what groups are they in? What websites are they reading? What other professionals are they like going to for support and help? Where are they shopping? You know, all of these questions, but like, where will I find them on and offline? The more narrow that you go in defining who you're really trying to work with, that perfect client, because guys, if you fill your business with your favorite ideal client, why wouldn't you just spend your time networking and marketing to that 
client. And so having that clarity, though, really allows you to find them. It makes, it it narrows your options. I, I can't tell you how many people tell me that they work with professional women. And when I ask where they're networking, they say that they're networking with other entrepreneurs. They're at groups like BNI. They're at groups like, I don't know, entrepreneurial women doing lunch. I'm sure that's a group somewhere. Or they're in these like referral groups. So they're spending their time networking with other business owners. Yet their clients are professional women working in corporate America during the day. And they're executive level professional women working in corporate America. Or they are whatever, right? Again, the more narrow we go, the easier it becomes to find them. But the one thing about the broader category of professional women is they're not at an 11 a.m. event for solo entrepreneurs at a meetup group, like meeting with other business owners. They're at their day job doing their day job. So you're going to be spinning and spinning and spinning because you're not in the right places based on where they are. The strategy problem, right? The clarity problem is once we solve for the clarity, we can create a really effective strategy. And that strategy will help you know where is, where are they? Where are these ideal people for me, the right people? Where are they online and where are they offline? So that I can really, you know, go to those places where I have a higher likelihood of finding them. But even there, it's not a numbers game, guys, because the other part of the strategy is, and I can communicate in a way that allows me to connect with them. That really allows me to connect with them because that's the third problem. The third problem is the connection problem. You know, for example, let's take my client, Becky. My my client, Becky, first contacted me because she was frustrated that no one was hiring her. And when people asked what she did, she said, I help people take control of their health. Now, people isn't a target market and it's way too big of an audience. We've already established that. It doesn't emotionally connect with any person. It's too broad, right? We've said that for people to think of a person that they know is a potential referral. But by the end of our work together, Becky had narrowed her audience to new career mothers. And that clarity allowed her to really hone in on those problems. So remember, the mother who was coming back to the workforce after taking time off to raise her children. So the pain points of those people, of the people she really wanted to work with, she could, she knew them. She could go deep, specific in those problems and communicate about them. So those problems included things like juggling kids with a new job, limited time in the day because demanding bosses and commutes and overtime, lack of time to plan meals and grocery shop, negative reactions from executives and male peers in her office when this new mother to the workforce brought up anything having to do with being a mother, which made it even more difficult for her client to ask for time off and the schedule that she needed to take care of things. This person felt like she had to prove that she was the right hire because it was a new job and therefore she was scared to ask for any concessions. Like those are very specific issues. Those issues are not the same issues that 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 woman, 40-year-old something woman who's never taken time off for work and or doesn't have a child is going to have. A woman who travels for her job may face issues of always eating on the go or never having time for consistent exercise or poor sleep because of constantly changing time zones. So going narrow uncovers the right language and stories and examples that will allow the right clients to see themselves in what you're saying, what you're doing, both online, but also in person when you're explaining to people who you help and what you do. So are you really talking to the right people? You might be sitting right there in front of them, but are you really talking to them? Are you speaking in a way that they're forming that connection that creates a certainty for them that you understand them and their individual problems and their individual frustrations? That's that connection piece. So we have the clarity when you get really, really clear on this narrow level of who you're helping and how you're helping them, you can then really identify where they are. And when you know where they are, then we can go to that next level of like, and how am I showing up there? What am I talking about? How am I communicating there? Networking, speaking, any of the ways, right? But today we're talking about networking. What language am I using? What stories am I using? How am I explaining what I do that will allow them to see that I solve problems in their life? But like I said, the problems that they really think that they have. Let's go back to when I was a dating coach. If I was marketing to that narrow market, let's say I had a handle on that, right? I help divorced women who are dating for the first time since their marriage too, but I had the wrong problem that I'm solving to find fulfilling love. 
And here's the thing. That is the problem I was really trying to solve. They all wanted fulfilling love. They all said, ultimately, that was the thing that they wanted. So here I was, really clear about who I was helping, but I didn't have that clarity around that right problem that I needed to solve. Not from their point of view, not from their eyes, because to them, the problem wasn't about finding fulfilling love. They wanted that, but that wasn't the problem they needed solving. So they would go, well, fulfilling love's great, Rita. Whenever I'm ready for fulfilling love, I'll come to you. But I just need to learn how to fill out an online dating profile. I just need to learn how to navigate online dating because that wasn't a thing the last time I dated. I just need to learn how to get a second date. I just need to learn how to even have fun dating because it's not even feeling good to me. And then after I figure all that out, then maybe I'll be ready for fulfilling love, Rita, but I'm not there yet. So when you have the clarity on the who, not only does it help with the strategy of where you're going, but that connection piece has to be, and they can see themselves. They see themselves in the language I'm using. They see themselves in the explanations. They see themselves in our conversations, but not just who they are. Also, what is the problem that is immediately what I call the in-their-face problem, the thing that is right in front of them, which isn't usually the ultimate thing that they're really wanting. And oftentimes we're talking about the ultimate thing that they want, and we're not talking about the problem that's right in their face. And so they don't realize that you can solve that problem for them. So are you really connecting with them? Are you really talking to them? And the nuance of that is actually pretty important and something we're not going to talk about on this episode, which is why you really should be there on February 28th at the, I call it a gathering, the free gathering that we're having, the facilitated conversation around this. Just because you know exactly, let's say you have the clarity on who and the problem you solve, not everyone is at the same place when it comes to solving that problem. And so you need to be able to connect with your people where they're at. And if you're always, quote unquote, what we call marketing for the sale, which happens online, but also happens in person through speaking or through networking, when you're talking about things from this point of view of only really trying to connect with people who are ready for you today, then you're missing out on really connecting and building a relationship with people who by the time they realize they need you are going to have that relationship with you where they want you to be the one to work with and solve their problems. So again, side note, nuance, going deep in it, but I felt like I had to say it because you might walk away from this and go, well, Rita, I don't know, I got really clear, I got really narrow, and I went to a place where they're all hanging out, and I talked about this thing, but nobody jumped up. It's a little more specific than that, and that's why I hope that you'll join me on the 28th. But even if not, hopefully you're starting to get some clarity around this. So we know now it's a clarity problem. You're usually not really clear enough about the results that you're giving people, the challenges that you're really solving from their point of view, because you're not even really clear about who they are to get that specific, where it feels like you are inside their head, right? Because we've noticed women have problems, sure. Women in their 40s have problems, sure. But a single woman in her 40s has way different problems than a divorced woman in her 40s. And if if it's dating, then that leads to way different problems. And if it's with children or without children, that's different problems. And based on the kind of job they have, that could add a whole variety of different problems and challenges and mindsets. And so the more you know your person, the more you're going to connect with that person. So it's that clarity problem and the clarity once that's kind of solved for. And and, guys, there's so much here. And and I want to say... You start with the clarity and you might become clearer as you go because what really creates clarity is kind of working with people. But anyway, we're talking about networking, (laughs) but we know it's a clarity problem. So we need to get some clarity to have an effective strategy about where we're positioning ourselves because networking and marketing budgets and time is limited. So we want to be the most efficient and effective that we can. So instead of just going to the wrong kind of places where maybe only one of the attendees could even potentially be a referral partner or be the right fit client, we want to try to, you know, not a numbers game, but we do want to be in the spaces where it makes sense for us to be. And oftentimes we're just not even in the right places, but then how we're showing up there is completely wrong for what we're trying to achieve, right? And so then it's that connection problem. We're not connecting. We're not connecting on the right level. We're not going deep enough. And here's another thing of what I mean by a connection problem. So in the actual networking event itself, this is logistically navigating the networking event itself. 
Remember how I said I see people working the room? They're working the room. They're shaking hands. They're shaking all the hands. They want to get to everybody. They pass out their business cards. So what they're doing is they talk to people for about, I don't know, one minute. They palm their business card and then they walk away. And then they send that follow-up email. Hey, Rita, it was so great seeing you at XYZ event. Let's get together for coffee. Right, But here's that problem. I'm getting 40 emails that say, hey, Rita, let's get together for coffee. And I only talked to you for a minute, so I don't really even remember you. So I don't really know you. I don't really remember you. I'm not really sure why we would want to get together for coffee. And chances are I'm not going to write back or I'm not going to agree to have coffee with you. It is way more effective if you look at connection on an event level as well, on a networking event level as well. So even if you're in a room full of people who could be that perfect fit client for you and you know very clearly the problems you solve, if you try to work the room and talk with 40 of them and you talk with 40 of them for only one minute and you send a, hey, let's get together for coffee and chat or let's like talk some more, you're going to get the same kind of, what? I met like 30 other people at this thing and I have no idea what you're, who are you? What's going on? Right? Like, so instead when you're at these events, focus on talking to one or two people, talk to them for 20 minutes, like really get to know about them. And then when you follow up, you can send a really personalized follow-up email that's going to help them remember you. They're going to remember you because you talked to them for 20 minutes. And now they're going to see you remembered them, which people also really like. So they remember you, but more importantly, they see you remembered them because you're actually referencing things from the conversation and you're giving value. Judy Robinette is one of my favorites when it comes to networking. And she says, give two favors before you ever ask for one. Give two favors before you ever ask for one. So let me tell you another story that kind of illustrates this. I was at an event once and I spoke at it and afterwards there was a reception and a lot of members came up to me. They introduced themselves. They gave me their card. They moved on. And then there was a girl named Jenny. Jenny came up to me and she said, oh my gosh, Rita, I really enjoyed your talk. And she told me one thing that she planned on executing immediately as a result of that talk. But then she went on to ask me questions. She asked me about my favorite places to speak. She asked what other networking events I enjoyed. She asked if I had a big scary goal because I was talking about big scary goals. So she asked if I had one for my business. We talked for about 20 minutes and then I remember her saying, thank you, Rita, do you have a card on you? I gave her my card and she left. And the next morning, like I said, I woke up to all of those emails and I opened the first and it was that wonderful to hear you speak. Let's get together for coffee. And I really couldn't remember that person and so on and so on. And then I opened an email from Jenny and it said this. I still have it. Rita, as we discussed, I implemented that new strategy last night and it worked. I know that you said that in, no, guess this was back in 2017. I know that you said that in 2018, you would like to be the keynote speaker for blah, blah, blah event, it turns out that I'm connected to someone on the planning committee. I'll be introducing you both in a separate email and I'll check back to make sure you connected. There's giving me a favor before ever asking me for anything. So of course I hit reply and I said, Jenny, thank you so much. That is so helpful. Would you be up for scheduling a call so I can learn more about you? Because of course, that law of reciprocity I just got, I wanna give. And so she said, yes, let's get on the call. And when we got on the call, Here's that second favor. She said, oh my gosh, Rita, let me tell you, I found out about this new conference in Philadelphia. They haven't even announced it yet. If you email them about speaking, you're gonna be way ahead of the curve before anybody gets in on there. I got some information for you. Here you go. And so then the rest of the conversation, I focused on Jenny, right? She gave me another favor. I was like, Jenny, oh my gosh, let me help you, right? She went into detail about her company, answering all the questions that I asked. And she told me, you know, here are the things that I really need to level up in my business. And I gave her both of those things freely and excitedly and openly within 24 hours. Because Jenny took time for the first conversation. She made it about me when she met me in person and was talking to me. She talked to me for a long time, 20 minutes, so I would remember her. And she made it all about me, right? Learning everything she could about me so that she could give me value before ever asking me anything. All of that made her really, really memorable to me. It was someone who I wanted to help. So how are you showing up in your networking? Are you working the room? Are you shaking all the hands? Are you dropping the business card, talking to everybody for just a minute, using that minute to talk about you more than ask about them, but not finding out anything meaningful or real, not talking to them long enough where they remember you, and you're sending this like generic follow-up 
message and then you wonder why you're struggling with networking. So when I say connecting, yes, we need to know who and we need to know what so you can connect on this level with what you're saying. But let's say you're in that right room surrounded by people who all know exactly that you are a good fit for them. Still, don't try to work the whole room and talk to everybody for just a minute. Really go deep on a relationship with one, two, three people. Talk to them for 15 20 minutes each, and then send a follow-up that's about them, giving them value before you ever ask anything. Don't invite them onto a sales call yet. I mean, unless they really say, hey, I'd love to. Like instead, say, hey, I know you said X, Y, and Z. Here's a blog post I wrote about that once, or here's something that I created, or here's something I think you would be interested in. I learned about this singles group, like whatever it is. And then, you know, if they say thank you, they might just say thank you and not even say, well, can I talk to you or what can I do? But that's okay. You can follow up with them in like a week. How'd it go? How's the singles group going? You know, there's this other thing I wanted to tell you about. And maybe they're like, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. Thank you so much, right? Well, then you can write back and say, no problem. In fact, I'd love to offer you a complimentary clarity call. At that point, it's like, oh my gosh, like, of course I'm going to talk to you because you've given me so much value. I wasn't even thinking about that. It's not usually that they don't want it. It's that they're not even thinking about it. So again, There's so much more to this, guys, but I paint that story. I tell you that story to paint the picture to show you that you can go deeper within the own event instead of working the room. And and also, same thing with going deep. Let's say you find eight different groups that do have all of your ideal people. This is the other thing I'm seeing where the connection is kept to a minimum. People are showing up at one group and then they go to another group and another group and another group and they're not back at that first group again for weeks or months. And they do the same thing. And then they're there and they're there and they're just hopping around to all of these different groups. Sometimes they don't even come back to some of them. It's just here, 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 and here and here, right? Instead, pick one or two places and show up there repeatedly over and over and over again. Volunteer, get on committees, get on leadership, offer to host events, be you know seen as a true participant within that group and within that community. You will get so much more from that than you would hopping around to a million different groups. And all of that really ties into the last problem, which is it's usually a stopping problem. They don't follow up enough with the people that they met or they send one email. Let's pretend you even send the coffee email. I don't advise it, but let's say you do and you don't hear back. You're not following up again. You're like, oh, that person's not interested, right? It's a stopping problem. We stop follow up too quickly. We stop attending specific groups too quickly because we think, oh, I went to one or two and I got no business. I got no business from that group. And so I'm done, right? We just stop. It's just a stopping problem. You just have to keep going. Now, it's not to say that we don't need to look at these other things because if you keep going but you're not clear about your clients and the problems you're solving, you're not really in the effective places and spaces and you're not connecting, you're not talking about these things in a real deep way, you, you will struggle. But again, no matter what, like, If you stop, it's not going to work. And so we have to see the strategy through. And this is where when we get too attached to the results and we're looking for evidence that it's working and we don't see evidence that it's working quick enough because we live in a world of instant gratification, we think it's not working and we stop. And when we stop, we never work a strategy through enough that it actually works. And then we think networking is not working and really we're just not working it. We're not working it until it works. But but it really does all come from changing that perspective as well. I'm not there to get a client. I'm there to connect with certain people. This is what I mean. People will say, I went to a networking event once or twice. I introduced, I didn't get any sales calls. Nobody signed up for a sales call with me. And so I'm done. Even if they're in the right rooms with the right people talking about the right things. But that's not what you do to build a relationship. I'm not going to go out and sit at a table and you're the right person. I'm just going to say, well, will you work with me? And you're like, well, no. And then I'm like, well, I'm out of here. Table flip, gone, right? Like, no, I'm going to ask about you. I'm going to say, let's keep in touch. Let's follow up. Let's whatever, right? Like, And then I actually have to do it. I actually have to follow up. I have to nurture the relationship. I have to keep keep up with you, right? Like it's not usually a, well, in fact, it's not. The the client journey is never, 
I become aware of you and I'm ready to hire you. I become aware of you and I purchase from you. It's always, I become aware of you and now I have to go through what they call a consideration phase. And during the consideration phase, I'm checking off really important boxes to know if I want to work with you. Can I trust that you know me? Can I trust that you solve the problems that I need solving, that you give the results that I need help realizing in my life or my business? Can I trust you to give you money? Can I trust that you're credible? Can I trust that you're an expert? Can I trust that you're an authority? Do I like you, right? Do I like your values? Like, do I know you like you trust you? Trust that you're good at what you do. Trust that I can trust that you have done it before, that I can give you money and feel confident about it. Like, that takes time. That takes time. So if you're going out and you're thinking just from your elevator pitch and just people hearing, oh, she does things that I like and that I might want help with, and then they're not ready for a sales call yet or to hire you yet, or they get on the call and they're not ready to hire, people think, oh, well, see, I keep going out and I meet all these people who aren't ready to hire me. Most people are not going to be at the stage where they are ready to hire you, especially when they just met you. And so they need to interact with you repeatedly over and over in a way that is allowing them to get the information they need to check all of those boxes. And that's that nurturing phase. That's what a relationship is all about. Nurturing people, learning about them, building trust, all of that. So if you're just going out and you're networking and you're networking and you're giving your elevator pitch and you're asking people to have a sales call with you and maybe nobody's signing up for a sales call or they are, but they're not really ready to hire you. It's not because they aren't the right people. It's because you're not doing and showing up and giving what is needed for people to be able to be at the point where they're ready to say yes to hiring you. So again, it's about being a different person. It's not going out to get a client. It's going out to create an open relationship so that we can continue to nurture those relationships. It's about going out and educating and informing and giving value, again, from a place of creating relationships. It's just the beginning. The networking event is not the end. So people will go, I went to a networking event. I said these things. Nobody signed up. What a wasted networking event. The networking event is just the beginning of this relationship. It is not the end of the relationship. And then they'll be like, well, I keep going out networking and I'm not building relationships. And it's because you're hopping around to too many events. You're not showing up in one group over and over at all these different leadership levels and participation levels to allow the relationships to grow. You're not really following up with people in meaningful ways. You're talking about what you do and trying to get a sales call versus just learning about the people and figuring out what value they need and just approaching it from a real relationship. Do you see what I'm saying, guys? February 28th, we're going deep. We're going big into this, but it is not a people problem. It's not that you're in front of the wrong people. I mean, yes, every now and then you might be in a room full of people who aren't the right fit, but it's never really that the reason that we're in the wrong room with the people who aren't a good fit is because it's that clarity problem, which leads to a strategy problem and creates a connection problem, which leads to a stopping problem. Those are the problems that we need to solve. And if we can solve those problems, then you will feel suddenly like you were in the right room, but it wasn't magic. It wasn't because you just found the secret room where all the right people are just hiding and they're waiting for you and they're like, surprise, we've been here waiting for you. They're already there. You're not attracting the wrong people. You're just not attracting the right people, but they're all right there in front of you. You don't need to find them. They're already around you. You just have to connect with them. And that's what we're gonna talk more about February 28th in part two, get in front of the right people in person, speaking and networking, which is part of that bigger series, get hired by the right people at the right rate, go to the show notes, find the link. And I hope this helped you. Just stop going everywhere. Get clear about who you're serving. Stop being so broad because people can't see themselves in that. People can't see that they need you in that. It's hard for you to find them. It's also hard for people to refer you. It also keeps you from really being in the most effective places and spaces and talking about the right things that's really going to open the door to that interest in a relationship. You're not because you're focused on the wrong outcome from going out and networking. You're actually skipping really crucial steps that are necessary for business to ultimately come from that, which is just leading you to stop. Just you're stopping all over the place. You're stopping too much. So hopefully this helped. Hopefully you can see. And then this is exactly what I've done when I said to to loop it back to the beginning that I got a client within two months that I've gotten multiple clients since then that I get referrals. It's because of this. Let's kind of add one quick side note. This is true regardless of what 
your goal is for networking. And that's kind of another problem. People don't know what their goal is when they're networking. You should have different goals at different times and prioritize them and all of this stuff. And we'll talk about that as well. Sometimes I'm out networking for a client. Sometimes I'm out networking to meet other people who could be referral partners. Sometimes I'm networking for the right people to meet who could get me speaking engagements. Sometimes I'm networking for something else. You have to know before you ever step out of the door, what am I hoping to achieve by attending this event? What am I hoping to walk away with? And what is the best strategy for me to implement for that to happen? And so sometimes when you don't have your goal, right? So when I say I've gotten referrals, I very intentionally went out to network and find people and I did everything I said. I didn't talk to everybody. I picked one or two people. I asked a lot of questions. I went deeper. I sent the emails, giving the value. I gave two favors before I ever asked for one. I did all of that, right, from a real authentic and genuine place as well. And then I get referrals. The client that I signed, the clients, because I have a private client and then I have some clients for these groups, it's the same thing. I went to the right places and I just had the right conversation and I asked questions and then I gave value and then I gave value and then I asked, would you like to talk about how we could work together and how we could move this forward more and got them on the phone with me so that we could talk more and I just was even more curious then and asked more questions and gave more value and I nurtured the relationship and I just kept doing like everything that I'm telling you. That's how I've gotten referrals. That's how I got a speaking engagement. That's how I've gotten the clients. I'm very clear about what my goals are for my business, who I need to connect with. And then I go into all of these steps around the clarity, getting clear on those people in a more specific way, understanding how that affects my strategy, really understanding what I'm trying to achieve to connect on a genuine, real, authentic level, knowing that I am detached from the timeline of it all. It's not about getting a client. It's about building relationships and leading with that from authentic places and continuing to do that and just not stopping because who would want to stop building a really wonderful relationship? Hope this helped. I will be talking to you next week. Guys, I have some fun conversations coming up over the next week. You'll never believe who I just interviewed. I'm not even going to tell you, but that episode's coming up in a few weeks. But join me, maybe if you join me on February 28th, I'll tell you. But I hope even without that, you'll join me February 28th for part two of Get Hired by the Right People at the Right Rate, where we're talking about this in more detail getting in front of the right people in person. You'll also automatically get access to part one, which happened in January, which was about getting in front of the right people online. And I'll talk to you next week on another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMimiDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.